Thanks for listening in to the Calvary Podcast, coming to you from Miami, Florida. We're so glad you've joined us. We hope today's message will encourage you and remind you that God is with you and He's for you. Here's today's message. I want you to grab your Bibles, go to 2 Corinthians chapter 5. 2 Corinthians chapter 5. If you're here for the first time, you're like, oh, great. I knew this was church is all about. All they do is ask for money. I would, I would say give us a year, and you'll see that Calvary is not this type of church. And uh, we only do one big ask at the end of the year. You see, you notice our tithing moments are literally two minutes. We go through it, and we just trust that people know their, their word, and they know they should tithe, and they know they should be generous. At the end of the year, we do have one Sunday uh, where we ask to be generous, and it makes our following year strong and healthy. This year, we did so much, all of that, because of last year's Heart for the House. So this is going for 2023, and again, if this is your first time, you don't have to participate. Sit back. No pressure. This is not for you. This is for those of us who call Calvary home, and we want to make Calvary strong next year. Amen? Amen. Go to 2 Corinthians chapter 5. As you're going there, look at the person next to you and tell them, I'm glad you're sitting next to me. Say hi to a few people. Look at the person on the other side and tell them you look better than the first person I turned to. (laughs) Anybody glad to be in church on a Sunday morning? Come on. 2 Corinthians chapter 5. Go down to verse 17. If you don't have a Bible, share with the person next to you. If not, we're going to put it on your screens as well. If you're there, can you say amen? Amen. The word of the Lord says this, therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a what? A new creation. The old has passed away. Behold, the new has come. The new has come. All this is from God, who through Christ reconciled us to himself, and he gave us the ministry of reconciliation. That is, in Christ, God was reconciling the world to himself, not counting their trespasses against them, and entrusting to us the message of reconciliation. Verse 20, therefore, we are ambassadors. Somebody say ambassadors. For Christ, God making his appeal through us. We implore you on behalf of Christ, be reconciled to God. Because for our sake, he made him to be sin, who knew no sin, so that in him we might become the righteousness of God. Come on, everybody thankful for Christ Jesus and all that he accomplished for us. Today, out of 2 Corinthians chapter 5, I'm going to wrap up the service with just a short encouragement and message. And if you're taking notes, I've titled today's message, A Peace of Heaven, A Peace of Heaven. Let's pray, and then we'll ask God to speak to us over the next several moments, and then we'll worship one more time and have an amazing Sunday. Amen? Come on, let's pray. Father, we thank you. We love you. Thank you for today. Thank you for this day. Thank you for Heart for the House 2022. Thank you for all that you're going to do next year. Thank you, God, for all that you did this year. God, the church on the move. It makes a difference in the world. Thank you that you've allowed us to play a small part in all that you're doing. Thank you for loving us. 
Thank you for loving people like us. We can't earn it. We can't deserve it, but you've been kind and good to us. And so this morning we say thank you. We love you, and we give you all the praise and all the glory. And all of Calvary Church says, Amen. come on, all of Calvary Church says, Amen. can you make some noise for Jesus one more time? A piece of heaven. I thought about that because recently me and Diana have started watching this TV show called Naked and Afraid. Anybody watch Naked and Afraid? It is a crazy show. She got me hooked on it where literally they throw you in the middle of nowhere with nothing. Nothing. No clothes. No, no, no food. No, you got to fend for yourself on Naked and Afraid. And it's absolutely awesome. And uh, it's exhilarating. And you got to watch how human beings have to get creative to survive. Recently, there was this one episode where three people were dropped off in a jungle, and they had to learn how to survive and figure out how to make fire. As they're there, days go by, and they haven't eaten. They haven't, they haven't even drank water. These people are going through it, and they run into another group that was on, in the jungle as well, another group from Naked and Afraid. And now it's six of them, and they're all looking at each other, naked, hungry. It's weird. <laughs> The thing is, the other group had a guy in the group that had figured out a way to catch eels in the river. By the way, when you're starving, you'll eat anything. And so he learned a way to catch the eels. And you see on the show how they catch the eels. They grab them, they skin them, they cook them, they eat them. And so when the three meet this group, they're like, how do you catch the eels? How, how do you do this? We're starving. We've been out here almost for two weeks. We haven't eaten anything and you notice for a moment, the guy's like, I'm not telling you how we catch eels. And I'm not sharing my eel with you. Because if I run out of eels, we're all in trouble. And I just, for a moment, I just thought, humanity can be so selfish. So selfish. Now, I don't blame him because if I was him, I would probably think about that too. I got a couple more weeks to go, and if I tell you how I catch eels or share with you my eels, we're going to be in some trouble in a couple of weeks. But it just made me think how we guard things when we think we don't have much of it. Humanity has a way of protecting something when you think you might run out of it and you're trying to survive. In fact, I put it this way. Threats to survival develops tendencies of selfishness. When, when, when you are trying to survive in life, when you got to make it through another day, all, all of a sudden you, you get selfish because you need to be okay tomorrow. In fact, I put it this way. If you don't think you will have tomorrow, you'll be selfish with what you have today. I don't know if tomorrow I'll have any more eels, so I'm going to be selfish with the eel I caught today. Are you following me so far? And so humanity, we get selfish. I got to protect what I have. It's the way our world operates. Some of us, we've learned that we've heard about this. I'll say some sayings, which I'm sure you've heard, right? The world, they say this, it's survival of the fittest. They say it's a doggy dog world, <laughs> right? You got to look out for yourself. I don't know if this is a generous church because you know these really well. It's strong. 
But that's the way our world operates. Fend for yourself. Do what you can. Look out for you and your family. And while part of that is true, and I get it, how many know it's anti-heaven? That is not the way of the kingdom. I'm not advocating for a lack of wisdom, but I am preaching an abundance of faith. I'm not saying we shouldn't take care of what we have and we shouldn't have a savings. I'm all for that. Yes, you should. You should be wise. But the way of heaven is faith as well, saying God got me. God wants to use me to be a blessing and bring heaven down on earth. Come on, we're agents of heaven. And so today, there comes a point where we have to say, am I building my kingdom or God's kingdom? I have to make a decision. Am I going to build my kingdom or God's kingdom? And if I'm building his kingdom, it involves faith. It involves faith. It's not fear, but it's faith. It's, it's saying, God, you got me. The people of God, when they were in the desert, after they left Pharaoh, after they left Egypt, and they were on their way to the promised land, they grew hungry in the desert, and God provided manna. Manna, it was like Panera bread from heaven. And it came down. And God would give them just enough for the day. That's where the term daily bread comes. And you get out of your tent, and God, in the middle of the night, he would make it rain. You'll come out in the morning, you're like, oh my God, this is good. And you had manna bread, and it would sustain them, and it strengthened them. And God said, get enough for today. Because tomorrow, I'll provide for you. In fact, if you try to be stingy and selfish, and it's like, let me just grab a couple more toes for me and my family and for the next couple days, it will grow bad immediately. Read read the Bible, it's there. It will get maggots and bugs, because God's like, you're not showing dependence on me. You're showing dependence on your skills instead of my faithful heart. And how many know the kingdom of heaven is not dependent on how good we are, how much, how we catch eels, or how we set up traps, or how we do a savings account. The kingdom of God is on us trusting God, saying you're going to use us to bring heaven down on earth. Come on, Calvary. And so every day we wake up, I trust him with daily bread. That he's got me like he took care of the people in the desert. He's going to take care of me and my family. I'm not going to lack wisdom, but I'm going to have abundance of faith. That when I wake up, he provides. That when I wake up, he's faithful. That when I wake up, he's the same. That when I wake up, he watches over me. That when I wake up, he's with me. He's never left me. He won't leave me. He won't fail me. Anybody grateful? You got a good God by your side. He'll never leave you, never forsake you. Amen. Tell your neighbor, come on, we got a piece of heaven. I put it this way. Trust in provision generates generosity with my portion. When I trust God, when I have faith that he's going to provide, it makes my heart be generous with what he's already given me. I won't say, this is my eel. Nobody got, he'll give me another eel tomorrow. I'm never even, I just like eel sauce, but I don't know about anything else, but he's, he's going to give me more eel tomorrow. <laughs> Another way I put it is this way. I can be generous today because God will be faithful tomorrow. Amen. The church of Jesus around the world can be generous today because he's got us. He's got us. He's going to provide daily bread tomorrow. Paul, he's writing to the church in Corinth. Corinth is a city like Miami. It was a massive city. And there's a church there in Corinth at this time. And the church is exploding. I mean, it's massive. It's huge. 
And if you read First and Second Corinthians, you'll notice the church had a lot of issues. Issues. At one point, Paul's like, it's worse when y'all come together. Y'all need a chair. Like, you, get, you have church service, it's, it's crazy. But, but I love what he says here in this part because he's reminding them of who they are. He's saying, you are ambassadors of Christ. And I love that term, and I love that word, and I love what Paul, what, what he's highlighting here. At Calvary, we, we really believe that from 2 Corinthians to the book of Acts, you see the early church, you see the main functions of a church. In fact, um, I got this from Pastor Rick Warren. He talked about the four main functions of a church out of, out of Acts chapter 2. And this is what we do here at Calvary. We, there's four things that absolutely we are going to do because it's what the early church did 2,000 years ago. In fact, we talked about it all throughout this series, but week one, we talked about how we, we have celebrations is what we call it. Celebrations. That means the church must be worshipful. That means we, we should have come together once a week and worship Jesus, praise Jesus, proclaim Jesus, amen? At Calvary, we call them celebrations because there's always a party here. And when we gather, we should celebrate all that God has done and all that God will do. And that's how the kingdom comes down to earth. Week number two, we said the church shouldn't just have worship services, but they should also be committed. This is our commitment function. That means it is formational. It's not just making a decision for Jesus. It's becoming a disciple of Jesus. Are you following me, 11 a.m.? I need to become more like him. And so that's why we have different things in our church for all of us to be formed and shaped to be more like Jesus. And that's how we see the kingdom of heaven on earth. Last week, Pastor Phil brought an incredible message. The church, it shouldn't just be celebration or it shouldn't just have commitment, but it should also have community, right? The church is relational. That's why we have the Calvary Cafe front patio because it's not just about attending church together. It's about having people in your life that make you better. And maybe if you're in here like, well, I don't really like a lot of people in here. That's why you need them because iron sharpens iron. And so the church needs to be relational. And, and then we see in Acts chapter 2, and what Paul is talking about here in 2 Corinthians, the church should also be missional. In our church, we call it our care department or our care branch. We need to make sure that we, we understand we have a mission from God. And, and we can't just meet up to have services. We need to take care of one another. We need to take care of our local brothers and sisters and our global brothers and sisters. It's what the early church did. This is scripture. What we believe here at Calvary is that we can't just preach the good news. We got to show the good news. Today, if this is your first time, I want to introduce you to who we are. We are a church that does not just preach the gospel, but we live out the gospel. And I want to tell you, we won't stop, can't stop, but every single day, every week, every month, we'll continue to show Miami there's a God who loves them, there's a God who's for them. We're going to show up knocking on doors, we're going to go to every corner, every alley, we're praying for revival in our city. We are missional minded, we are on mission. For from heaven down to earth. Everywhere we go, we won't stop. We'll provide, we'll pray, we'll preach, we'll reach, we'll hate, we'll teach, we'll release in Jesus' name. Come on, somebody give God a hand. Come on. I don't know about you, but I get excited when I see the church in action. We're not just gonna sit on a mountain in Miami. There's no mountains, by the way. Sing Kumbaya and say, has God been good to us or what? 
No, we're going to say God's been good, and because he's good, we're on mission to tell other people about the gospel. And it's one thing to tell people. It's another thing to show people. And I just think, I don't have that much time, but I just think the church has become really good at being professional Christians in a building, but poor Christians outside the building. We've become really good at singing songs. Oh, come on. Some of us, we can scream, shout, dance, speak in tongues, hallelujah, all that. But outside the building, we treat people poorly. We don't care about our neighbors. We walk over people that got issues, homeless. People's marriages are falling apart and we're just like, I'll pray for you. Can, can we do more than prayer? I'm all for prayer. Prayer is our first response, but, but we can also do a little more. And so I just don't want Calvary to be professional Christians in a building. We, we need to show Miami we care. We're on mission. And so, and so Paul says, you are ambassadors. You're an ambassador. I'm an ambassador. I love what Eddie said. It's not just that we come in here and we get saved and that's it. No, now we got to go out and tell other people who are broken and help them. I started doing a little bit of research of what an ambassador is. And, and I found the definition of an ambassador. And an ambassador is an official envoy, especially a diplomatic agent of the highest rank accredited to a foreign government or sovereign as the res resident representative of his or her own government or sovereign or appointed for a special and often temporary diplomatic assignment. So it's a diplomatic agent that is sent from a foreign government to another country to represent. In other words, uh, an ambassador on our understanding here now of 2 Corinthians is that we are here on earth representing God's kingdom. And he has sent us as official representatives so that whenever people see me or you, they recognize we're not from this world, we're from another world. They talk different, they love different, they forgive different, they take care of one another different. That's right, because we're ambassadors for Christ. And I looked up and there's, there's really about six, seven duties that ambassadors have. Like they, ha they have things that they need to do as ambassadors. But out of those, I summed it up in three quick things that I think we're going to talk about quickly and then we'll worship Jesus and receive our heart for the house offering. But what, what does it mean that we're ambassadors? What's, what's our calling? Paul says you are on mission as ambassadors. And we have a mission of reconciling people to God. What does that mean? Well, first, I think what we really need to understand is that we represent the kingdom of heaven. Somebody say represent. You are a representative of God here on earth. My wife, as many of you know, she, she's Colombian. Any Colombians in the house? Well, not too much. Colombians, I absolutely love uh, Colombians, Colombian food, all that. My wife has Colombian personality, and I just absolutely love it. Um, Several years ago, she needed to renew her passport to go back to Columbia. We were going to go visit her family, and her passport had expired. And if you're here in Miami, uh, where you go do that, it's the embassy of Columbia in the United States, especially in Miami. It's in Coral Gables. And so that day, me and my wife, we got in the car, and we drove toward Coral Gables, and she got off there, and she, she went inside the embassy of Columbia, and inside there, there's ambassadors of Columbia. That means they are sent from a foreign nation, Colombia, to the United States to represent their country. Understand, when we are ambassadors, we are sent down to earth as representatives of God's country. 
God's kingdom, heaven on earth. And so we represent him in the way we talk, in the way we love one another, in the way we treat one another, in the way we forgive one another. We are agents of heaven on earth. And so when people see you, do they get earth's kingdom or God's kingdom? When people talk to you, are they getting a piece of earth or a piece of heaven? Or ambassadors. Come on, we, I'm not saying it's easy, but we should be looking more like Jesus. We should be talking more like Jesus. When people run into me and you, we, we got to understand we represent King Jesus. He's our president. He's the prime minister. One of the definitions of the ambassador, one of his job duties, it says to serve and honor the president of their country. That means Jesus is our president. And wherever I go, I represent him. And if I represent him in a bad name, people give Jesus a bad name. That's why a lot of people are like, I don't even want to know about that Jesus because I've met some of his representatives. I've met some of his agents and they get on my nerves. And if they represent Jesus and he's anything like them, I want nothing to do with them. And I don't know about any other church. I don't know about what's happened in the past, but I want Calvary to make a difference wherever we go. That we attract people to Jesus. That people see us and they're like, I got to know that Jesus. I got to meet that Jesus. I got to know where you come from. I got to go to that country. It's God's country. It's heaven. Can I get an amen? amen? You walk into the embassy of Colombia, you're like, I got to go to Colombia. It's amazing. They're so kind. There's paisas everywhere. They got, a, they got a bandeja paisa and they got empanadas. And you're like, oh, it's a good country. Diana walked in there and Diana felt like she was home. This is where she was born and raised. When she walked in there, she's like, this connects with my home country. Oh, they're speaking my language. Oh, I feel it. I feel like I'm in Colombia. Oh, you got Carlos Vives on the, you know, system. You got Empanada. This is it. The church should be the embassy of God here on earth. Listen to me, Calvary. The church is the embassy that when people drive in, they should say, oh, this, this is like where I came from. Oh, uh, because the Bible says he put eternity in the hearts of men. So when they walk in, they're like, wait, I connect with something here. Oh, it's something in my heart. I don't know why, I don't know why but I, this feels like home. That's what people say. Because it's the peace that I was looking for. It's the joy that I was looking for. This is my home. Welcome home. This is the embassy of heaven down on earth. Come on, we represent God. We represent that kingdom everywhere that we go. We are ambassadors for Christ. Somebody give God a praise. Come on. Oh, I represent a different kingdom. And so that means we got to be careful how we act Monday through Friday, Saturday too, because we represent a different kingdom. When people talk to you, they should be like, there's something about that. I need that in my life. It's a piece of heaven in you and a piece of heaven in me. Ambassadors represent. Amen. Number two, ambassadors, they realize, they realize the need. Ambassadors are working for their government and they, they are working and looking for civilians in the country that they're in. And they see what the political need is, what the economic needs are. They look at the climate of the country and what's going on and they report back to headquarters. Headquarters gives them more missions, but, but they need to have, in other words, they need to have eyes to see. Are you understanding me, Calvary? Ambassadors, real ambassadors, they need to have eyes to see, to see what's going on. They need to have an ear to understand what's going on in the land. Because there's fellow brothers and sisters from my country here, and I must know 
what the needs are. Is that making sense so far? And so if we're ambassadors for Christ, that means we need to realize what's happening here on earth. I need to know what's going on here. What's the need? I can't just live through earth waiting to get to heaven. I need to realize I'm an agent of heaven to bring it down here. And so I don't ignore the need around my city. I don't ignore the problems that I see around the world. I represent the best kingdom is God's kingdom. I serve King Jesus. And so I need to have eyes to see, ears to hear what's going on in here. Where, where can this ambassador serve? Because I'm on mission to reconcile them back to God. Listen, church, we're about to go. I know today, Heart for the House, will go a little long, but I'm about to finish up. To reconcile means to repair, to restore. So Paul says, we, we are on mission reconciling people back to God. And so what we need to do is when we walk around the city, you need to realize you're looking at people with broken, severed relationships from God. Separated. I know we look around our city and it looks like people are having fun. You can go to Ocean Drive right now and people are in the water having the time of their life. They're separated from God. Broken. Go down to Wynwood. Go down to Homestead, go down out to the Redlands, and you see people drinking all kinds of fruit juices and having a good time with their family. But, but let's look deeper and realize the need of the heart. Because the outside, it's all a facade. It's all a facade. People try to be- buy the best clothes they can, the best cars they can to cover up the broken, severed relationship inside. I was talking to somebody this week, and she said, she's new to Miami, and... Uh, we were meeting with her for coffee. Me and Diana were talking about some graphics for our church next year. She's an incredible graphic designer. And Diana, some stuff that she wants to do for Flourish. And she says, you know, I'm new here to Miami, but I've realized what a vain city this is. Because all I see is people dressed to impress. She's not even Christian. And I'm like, you're about to be an ambassador for Christ. <laughs> she goes, but, but they're just covering the stuff inside. And I said, I'm going to use that on my Sunday message. Right? And that's, that's our city. People just, I'm just trying to like put a facade on the outside. We're ambassadors to say, you need a restored relationship with God. Let us reconcile you back. Let us introduce you to King Jesus. Let us introduce you to the president, prime minister, the king of kings, the Lord of lords. Come on. We need to realize. When we look around our city, do we say, oh my God, this city's always under construction. Traffic's always terrible. Nobody puts their blinkers on the turnpike. Are we sick and tired of our city or are we speaking blessing over our city and saying, I'm looking for people to restore back to the kingdom of heaven. You got to have eyes to realize. The Bible says that Jesus, this is how he moved. Come on, we're Christians. That means we, we are followers of Jesus. Matthew chapter 9. Holy Spirit. Matthew chapter 9. Matthew chapter 9, Jesus is walking and says, when he saw the crowds, he had compassion for them. His heart broke for them. There's a difference between pity and compassion. We all can feel pity. We'll see somebody and we're like, oh, that's a terrible situation they're in. Oh, their marriage ended up in divorce. Oh, man, they're going through this sickness. Or, oh, this financial problems. That's pity. The difference between pity and compassion is compassion, it, it comes with an action step. Jesus saw the crowds, and because he saw the crowds without a, a shepherd, he decided to go up on a tree, and he was crucified for me and for you. 
That's why ambassadors don't just represent, they realize, but they also, number three, we'll finish with this, the bank can come up, we respond. Ambassadors have a duty to respond. The ambassadors of Colombia here in Coral Gables, when they see a fellow citizen of theirs in trouble, they have to act on their behalf and help them out. Church, I'm just telling you that I refuse to be a house that just is us and no more and never respond to the things around us. You know, I think this is why many people today, they don't want to go to churches because they've seen a lot of people having great services, but poor service. And I just refuse to be a part of that. I don't want to just meet and sing cute songs and create awesome music and have awesome services. We should be making a difference in our city. We should be responding. It's what God has called us to do. And so I don't do what I do because I need to for God. I do what I do because I understand what God did for me. I'm an ambassador for God's behalf. Look what Jesus said, Matthew chapter 10, verses 7 and 8. We're about to finish. I know I've said that three times, but I'm about to finish. Matthew chapter 10, Jesus says, he sends out his disciples. And he says, go and proclaim. You go saying, the kingdom of heaven is at hand. Heal the sick, raise the dead, cleanse the lepers, and cast out demons. In other words, there's action steps to what we're saying. Yes, go and proclaim that the kingdom of God is here. For sure, we're going to preach. We're going to preach everywhere we can. We're going to get every, from online to the streets to the, everywhere we go, we're going to preach the gospel. But more than preach, there has to be action steps. We're going to love. We're going to care. We're going to cast out demons. We're going to heal the sick. We're going to raise the dead. I don't know about you, but that's the church I want to be a part of. That's, that's the marching orders from our president. That's the president I serve. He's saying, there's a piece of heaven in you. Now take that piece of heaven and give it to somebody else. I love that the church of Jesus Christ throughout centuries has responded. And I I don't know what you've heard. I don't know what people have told. I don't know your experience with another church. But I want you to get a bigger lens today of what the church has done around the world. For sure, there's been some bad moments. But, But I think the church of Jesus Christ in action has made such a difference in the world. Phil shared this statistic last week, and I just want to share it one more time. I love this. Christian philanthropy accounted for 70% of all American philanthropy in 2022. Christians last year, this year, I'm sorry, gave $300 billion total. Come on, praise God for that. Come on, how many know it takes more than one church? I love this. Christians also outgave the U.S. government in addressing global poverty. That's beautiful. Come on. That's what I'm a part of. I don't know about you, but that's what I'm a part of. I looked up some more about what the church has done, and I love this. Religious Americans adopt children at two and a half times the overall national rate. Local church congregations provide most of the day-to-day help that resettles refugees and asylum seekers. Come on, that's the church of Jesus. 
Faith-based organizations are at the forefront of both care and recovery of the homeless. Come on, I love that, we're a part of that. Shout out to Lulu and our homeless team that goes out there to feed every single week. Local congregations provide 120,000 alcohol recovery programs throughout the nation. Come on, that's the church of Jesus. And there's much, much more statistics. You can look it up yourself. But that's the church of Jesus answering the call, saying we're ambassadors. We can't stay still. And maybe we've run into Christians that do stand still and all they care about is themselves. I get that. But don't let that stop you from being an ambassador. Don't let that stop you from representing, realizing, and responding to the call. We're going to respond. We're going to respond because every time we do, we've seen heaven on earth. I've seen it. I've been a part of this church now for 12 years. And every single time we do this kind of stuff, I see heaven move down on earth. I can think about year after year after year. Christmas, when we've gone to drop off toys to kids whose parents are in prison. That's what I'm telling you. Until you're a part of it, you might not understand what I'm sharing. And you knock on the door and the kids come out and they know their mom and dad are at home and we're just like, hey, on behalf of mom and dad and on behalf of God, don't forget he loves you. Here's a toy. And sometimes you see the other family members like, that's, what do we got to give you on the side? Nothing. Heaven just entered the home. It's just more than a gift. It's a reminder God has not forgotten you. And he uses the church for that. When you sit down with a broken marriage and you pray together and you say, hey, we're, we're going to send you to therapy. We're going to counsel you. We're going to help you. And you pray and you go through the difficult moments and the challenges. And you let some time go by and you keep praying and believing. And all of a sudden you see hearts beginning to turn. Come on, that's heaven on earth. Seen it over and over and over. One of the greatest things was during COVID when everything was on shutdown. People were losing jobs left and right. I'm telling you, until you participate, you probably won't understand. But you go and knock on somebody's door. We did it. We do it. You say, hey, I understand some of you lost the business. I understand some of you, you don't have money is what we heard. Or we just want to show it today with a bunch of groceries and stuff your fridge. And a little piece of heaven entered the home. That's what, that's what we do. We represent, we realize, and we respond. Amen. Today, church, this is what we're going to do. I want you to grab the envelopes that are on the seat that say, heart for the house. So white envelope, heaven on earth, and thank you, Lewis. And we do this every year. And all that we were able to do this year was because of last year's giving. And this year, our goal today is $400,000. It's going to set us up for all the things we want to do in 2023. And many of us, we've been saving for this all year long. It's a, today is the moment to be generous. Come on, let's understand we're ambassadors here on earth. Last year, we didn't get to $330,000 because one person gave $300,000. We got to $330,000 because all of us stretched our faith. And we said, we love this place. We love this church. Me and my wife stretched our faith. And every single year, we try to increase our giving because we love it. Been here for 12 years. Today, I want you to pray about it. I want you to consider, and then I want you to participate. You can fill out the envelope. We're going to put the different ways that you can give today on the screens. And 
You can do it on your phone. You can do it on the envelope. Our goal is $400,000. If you could join us, help us. We're going to continue to make a difference, be ambassadors in 2023. It's a holy moment for us. Usually on these days, Diana will come up here and she'll pray for the offering because I think Diana just prays poetically and beautiful and ask her to pray for me every night. But um, I'm going to pray. But I want you to grab the hand of your spouse if you're with your family and, and pray over the giving today because we're all stretching our faith today. Today is not just giving God the rest. We're giving God the best and saying, God, build your kingdom, heaven on earth. Why don't you grab the giving in your hand, whatever way you're going to give, and say, God, help us today. Continue to build your church around the world, whether you're with family, with your spouse, with your kids, even if you're by yourself. Come on, I believe the Holy Spirit is here. It's a beautiful moment. I love this moment in our church every year. We're generous. We focus so much on ourselves and how to catch our eels. Come on, today we're going to share. We're going to be ambassadors. Come on, let's pray. Hold on to your giving. Father, we thank you. We thank you for the peace of heaven that we received when we met you. Some of us today, we're, we're beyond grateful because we didn't have heaven, we had hell. Our lives were broken. We were lost. We were confused. We followed our own path. We followed our own ways and it left us it left us in hell. But then heaven came down and you entered our hearts and you saved us, you adopted us, you redeemed us. Thank you, God. Thank you so much for salvation. Some of us, we know we shouldn't be here. We should have died a long time ago. We should have been dead. Our families should have been broken, separated. Families should have been a mess. But God, but God, you stepped in. And some of us understand generosity because people were generous with us. Somebody shared the gospel. Somebody sowed into our lives. Somebody loved on us, forgave us. Somebody helped us see and understand Jesus better. And so today we play our part as ambassadors of heaven. Today we give this offering, God, more than to a church. We give it to your kingdom. We give it to you. We lay it down before you today, God. And we say, take our offering, take our faith. As we trust you with daily bread, we become generous with today's bread. Multiply it. Send it around the world. From Cuba to India, Ecuador, Costa Rica, Togo, Africa. Multiply God so that heaven can continue coming down on earth. We love you. We thank you. It's in Jesus' name that we pray. Amen and amen. Hey, the containers are going to come down the rows. As the containers come down, I'm going to ask you to put the offering in there. You can do it online. And uh, we're leaving in just a few moments. I'm going to ask if you can to wait until the containers come down. Once they pass, we'll stand back up and continue to worship Jesus. I'm sorry we went a little over time. If you come to Calvary, our services are usually only about an hour and 15, hour and 20. And I know we went an hour and about 40 today, so I apologize. We want to honor people's times. And I know you got a Chili's appointment you got to go to, but we're going to try to get you there fast. Can you stand up on your feet? Anybody thankful for the grace of God, the love of God, the mercy of God? 
Come on, then we all get to play a part of this. Let's lift up our hands as we leave this place. Let's thank God for his grace, his love. We're going to sing this out one more time. Come on, his hands are lifted. Father, we thank you. We love you. Thank you, God, for all that you've done, all you're doing, all that you will do. Pray that your glory may, may come and shine upon our face. Lead us this week. Lead us as we close out 2022 and go into 2023 by faith, trusting in you to be with us and provide every single step of the way. Thank you for using this church. We love you, God, and we pray today, let it be on earth as it is in heaven. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. Come on, with hands lifted, why don't we sing it out one more time?